0: Okay, David's calling in right now. We'll see if we can get a good connection. Hello, Pastor Martins.
1: Good evening, Pastor.
0: Yeah. Hi. Okay, I just posted the a link to uh, today's topic, which is from um, uh, how uh, South Africa got involved in British Israelism. Okay, and you should see the link in in, the, in your chat area. And yes. It seems to be a critical. Uh, article about the subject, but we can talk about it honestly. So let me uh, go ahead and put the uh, link in the chat room real quick. okay and it's a jsTOR.org article. And uh, there's a before we even get started, there's a question in the chat room about whether the Israelites settled in Spain and yes they did. In fact even Pontius Pilate considered himself a quote unquote yes. Spaniard, okay? Uh, I don't think he realized he was of the tribes of Israel. He may have, but there's no indication of that in the scriptures. But uh, the word uh, Iberia means land of the Hebrews. Cadiz actually uh, is a a modern version of Gadesh, meaning men of Gad. And the Guadalquivir River means river of Gad. So there are a lot of Gadites in Spain. So good morning, Pastor Martins. Uh, and to all the listeners in South Africa and around the world. uh, I'll let you introduce
1: yourself now. (laughs) Good evening, Pastor Eli, and also good evening to our listeners across the globe. Um, There's a bit of an echo, and uh, I must apologize for my late entry into this evening's um, show. Um, I was surprised to find myself... Uh, with an update on my computer the second time this past week, uh-huh. and uh, an update to my Skype, which uh, forced me into a situation where I was told that I had been locked out of my Skype for security reasons, <laughs> and that I had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the for the
0: security of the ANC, right.
1: Pastor, I don't think so much for the ANC, but for the Edomites who sit behind the <laughs> ANC there you go. who have been orchestrating the ANC's takeover of the uh, country's government as part of the new age and new world order uh, introduction or enforcement, enslavement, shall, shall I rather say. Yes. Uh, yes. And um, uh, we've had a beautiful day of sun, so our batteries have charged. I Trust that our networks, um, our networks batteries have charged as well the um, uh, uh, towers, right? Because um, that had been a hamper to us over the past few weeks. Uh, Yes, Uh, if you can recall, our network uh, just slumped Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, into a dizzy oblivion um, last uh, Sunday evening. Yeah,
0: actually, for the last several uh, weeks
1: we've had poor connectivity, but it sounds good today. Yes it does there is a bit of an echo every so often but um uh, we can away. live with that boss
0: Yeah yeah we have to live with certain okay. things
1: Okay <laughs> coming coming, go ahead. coming back to the the uh, yes Yash, lights uh, migrating across Europe yes they did migrate all the way to uh, Spain and Portugal and uh, they were in fact the first inhabitants Uh, of um, that particular part of the world and they were encroached upon in particular after the closure of the overland um, uh, 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 merchant trials Mm -hmm. between Europe and the Far East and that is where the Ottomans and the Mongols um, that had um, closed the overland and made the overland what they called caravan routes uh, between the Far East and Europe, too dangerous, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the area of the Kazaria. Right. Because the Kazarians, the Edomite Kazarians, would lay uh, traps for the uh, house of Jacob, the descendants of the house of Jacob, in particular the houses of uh, Ephraim and Dan, mm-hmm. who were avid uh, um, traders. Yeah, and they would actually follow them and see where they would uh, collect their products that they would uh, then trade for over a year. It took them to trade all the way back to Europe mm-hmm. uh, and then to uh, to sell on their market to establish the Edomites. Followed the the tracks of the um, Israelites, the, the, the house of Jacob, and, and then. Uh, they would lay uh, traps for them and kill them and uh, take charge of their, uh, and, and steal the uh, caravans of the House of Jacob. Now, yes. When the uh, when the uh, the uh, Ottomans made the route too dangerous, and of course also the, not just the Ottomans, but uh, uh, the Mongols and um, there were uh, Khazarians yeah. that were laying traps right. for their own people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Turkish Edomites. To, to, yeah, there were to
1: Turkish Edomites. the yeah. Far East. Right. So what What they did, They these Kazarians, Edomite Kazarians heard that the Spanish opened the trading route or the traveling route around the Cape. And they rushed to the Iberian Peninsula. They rushed to Spain and Portugal.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: they started. Trading as the Spanish traders with the South Americas, the West Indies, uh, West Indian Islands, with North America, with Greenland, right. with Scotland Island, and even with the Danes and the Finnish and the Swedes. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and using the ships of the Israelites of the Iberian Peninsula. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah. Let me ask a question because. Uh, I envisioned also a trade route acor- across the face of northern Africa before it became Muslimized, okay? Yes. And uh, because those people were also descendants uh, not necessarily of Israelites. Jacob. Yeah, well, some some certainly of Israel, but uh, primarily the Hamites. And uh, having a hamito semitic speech, which is today called Gaelic and I, I read yes. travelogues of uh, Celtic people traveling to, uh, you know, this area of the world and uh, finding out by just overhearing conversations, they could understand the speech of primarily the, of the whites. Gaelic. Yeah, the the Gaelic, they were, it was a version of Gaelic. They could understand their speech because it was so close to Hebrew that they could right. understand it, okay? So I was wondering uh, well, if Gaelic- you're—
1: Yeah, go ahead. One must remember that um, the the Hebrew language was the language as well as uh, Aramaic. Uh, Aramaic was also a very popular language. And these two languages ran side by side for many years. And they also developed on similar uh, tracks. And Mm -hmm. hence the close relation between uh, uh, Hebrew and Aramaic. Especially Paleo Hebrew, and um, of course, with uh, if, if you go and look at the migration patterns over the ages, you will find that there were migrations from the the current Palestine by the twelve uh, the twelve tribes of Jacob over the northern parts of Africa for many years. Mm-hmm. In fact, they crossed what was termed the pillars of no I'm hercules just pillars of my Herc- memory. Uh, of hercules Hercules, that's correct, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was the the their reference to the rock of Gibraltar, right, uh, the pillars of hercules
0: amen, amen, the Berbers, that's what they're called today Berbers. And they are a white tribe that still exists in northern Africa. They keep separate from the black Africans, although many of them have become Muslims because that happened a long time ago during the Moorish period when the Moors and the Edomites combined to attack Christian Spain. Okay? So, and and, uh, these, uh, these Spaniards were also quote-unquote, invaded by migrating uh, Israelite tribes across Europe. And they were called, uh, uh, we have the, oh, what were they called now? Um, the, the, the Spanish Israelites that uh, fought off, fought against the Moors. Anyway, the, the Eastern, they had the um, Eastern uh, oh. group and the Western group, the Visigoths. The Visigoths. That's right, the Visigoths and, and the Ostrogoths. The Ostrogoths were the Eastern Goths, and yes. the Western Goths, the Visigoths, and they settled in Spain. Okay. Correct. So, well before uh, any
1: Edomite,
0: well before any Edomite occupied that territory.
1: Back to you. Correct. Um, it was uh, in the 1100s, um, 1200s, when the um, overland routes became started becoming very dangerous, and that was when um, the, um, the the Kez, Kezars, the the uh, mm-hmm. Edomite Caesars, learned that the uh, the routes had been uh, is being opened by the sp- Spanish traders, right. and they rushed to Spain and Portugal and they started trading as Spanish and Portuguese traders. Right, impersonating, 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 robbing them
0: of their trade, and then impersonating them, continued robbery. Yes,
1: and yes, and and of course, with the edict of uh, El Alhambra in 1492, when the uh, when the Spanish king, uh, I think it was. Ferdinand and Ferdinand. Ferdinand and Ferdinand, Ferdinand yes. the first, and his wife was um, Isabella. Uh, I think Isabella. Isabella the second. I've done
0: many shows on this um, subject.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. And, okay. And and they and of course with the edict of uh, Alhambra. They had four months to sell off their property and leave the country or become right. Um, uh, uh, Roman Catholics. Right.
0: No, that, that, that would never happen. <laughs> well, one of the reasons why they were expelled in the first place is because they had infiltrated the Catholic Church. They had become invi- advisors to the kings and queens of Spain, as well as other European nations. And their presence was highly uh, resented. Because they would infiltrate the churches and the governments and redirect them to the, their own intents, just like any parasitic breed of animal or spe- yeah. any parasitic species would take over the uh, the natural species and redirect it to its own. It's just kind of like a parasite in a human
1: body uh, would redirect. Well, well, Pastor, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah.
1: One of the things also is that they evade attacks in every possible way. Ah, to right. Thinkable. Yes. And. and the- <laughs> The taxation, because they continued pleading um, uh, uh, their the, uh, uh, inability to to make ends meet, etc. Uh, they were always wheeling and dealing, yet they were always um, portraying a an, an, an state of impover, impoverment.
0: Right. Yeah. And, Persecution. Uh, right. That, always...
1: was, that, that was in order to evade taxes. Now in South Africa. We we're sitting with a situation that, ever since the discovery of diamonds and gold, and the Cape Dutch Afrikaners that had lured the British Jews and the American Jews to come to South Africa, and even the Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners themselves, mm-hmm. uh, allured to the to the um, mine fields or the uh, diamond fields, they refused to pay taxes and right. when Paul Kruger the the, the South, South Afrikaans um, Republic when they started uh, with action against these uh, marauders or these basic thieves yeah, right. because they were buying up land and they were doing uh, not the, paying taxes the right
0: yeah typical typical for that tribe uh, yeah well what did they do bribe yes. <laughs> Bribed the, the president <laughs> so that he, he forgave
1: taxes for them that's typically what they do. Well, they—that's typically what they do, and they um, also, like in the case of President Paul Kruger, they made sure that uh, once they had him in their pockets, uh, mm-hmm. they made sure that he um, kept on going through um, five, um, uh, well, five seasons of right. being president, and that was one of the things that they have also done with uh, the the. Cape Dutch Afrikaner's government, Hendrik French for Wood, Uh, the Jews had sent him to the most liberal university in Germany, which was, of course, uh, the University of Dresden, I think. Mm -hmm. And even his then uh, wife, uh, or his wife, was also flown all the way to Germany and um, accommodated there for the whole duration of his um, his,
0: uh, studies.
1: Right, and okay. then also after he had left Germany he went and he continued studies in in England and that was all okay by, so you're by talking about
0: you're talking about Paul Kruger not Nelson Mandela
1: I'm talking about <laughs> president Paul Kruger right because Foster. they
0: did the same thing with Mandela but they sent him to Russia instead of uh, of Germany okay back to you
1: yes now um Hendrik French for vote in the 50s and 60s, they they actually groomed him for the position of prime minister Mm -hmm. for the purpose of being possible uh, or for making it possible for them to evade taxations. Mm. Now, okay. In this, in the 70s, I heard that, uh, for example, the diamonds that we, uh, if you had to pay in South Africa, if you had to pay a thousand. A little diamond, that same diamond was less than a rand. Mm-hmm. When it was evaluated or evaluated for taxation purposes before, it, it was mined in, for example, the Northern Cape, uh, Kimberley. Then it goes for valuation. The valuation rate is less than a rand. Okay. From South Africa, it gets shipped to London. From London the value, once it reaches London, the value of that diamond has escalated by more than 2,000 percent. Right. From London (laughs) to Amsterdam, another few thousand percent. I'm reading your mind. Right? Yes. In Amsterdam, now, in Amsterdam, the diamonds were getting cut and polished, and by the time it reaches the South African market for the for those who do buy diamonds for their wives or their wives-to-be when they get engaged, by the time that the diamond gets back into South Africa, um, the value has escalated by a few thousand percent. And right. That is the, the price right. that we pay.
0: Yeah, for a cut diamond. But for
1: taxation purposes, mm-hmm. the taxation is a fraction of yeah. the value.
0: One rand, you is said. That's on
1: the hands of the Jews. Right, it, it,
0: it, the, the small diamond is uh, mined for one rand, right? And then when it's get into the, uh, the well, the, the Edomite owned jewelry store
1: <laughs>
0: right, it sells for like500 dollars. right? Which be- even beyond that. Okay, so maybe 2,000 rand. so it was mined for
1: one rand and sells for 2,000 rand. That's right. Okay. But the, yeah. way in, but the way in which it shifts from South Africa to London, from London to Amsterdam, not directly to Amsterdam, yeah. to London first. Yes. And, and in London, it is being auctioned to the polishers in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam, mm-hmm. it is shipped back to London. Right. Why all the way back to London? Who knows? Yeah. Other than taxation or the evasion right. of taxation purposes.
0: Well, I know the whole industry is controlled by Edomites. Uh, the 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 diamond polishers and cutters are in fact rabbis. It's an exclusive province of Jewish rabbis to do that trade, and then the Rothschilds. Once that's all done, they set the price. Okay. Buster, it's the same thing with yes, gold. Yes,
1: you're right. In- mm-hmm. You're right about the the rabbis. In fact, if you go into the history of the um, um, so-called, what they call the blooming days of uh, Amsterdam, Mm -hmm. that was when all the industries and all the merchants and all the important corporations or the corporations um, were established. Yeah, right. Were all established by Kazarian yeah, uh, as if rabbi Jews yes. and by Eskenazi okay. Jews. That's right.
0: That's right. That, that uh, they monopolize certain industries, uh, and then they t- try to monopolize every other industry. You know, after the most important ones. You know, such like the finance industry, diamond and gold. You know, uh, uh, publishing, etc., etc. And that's how they get their hands on the government. Okay, so so that, that's very interesting because we need to understand how they infiltrate and destroy go- countries and governments. And this is how they do it, by manipulating prices to enrich themselves. And then the richer they get, the more powerful they get in that country, the Rothschilds being the world's most famous example of how when they created the Bank of England, first they had to assassinate Charles I, okay,
1: yes. and
0: because they financed Cromwell from Amsterdam, from Holland, okay, and financed Cromwell's army. They cut off the head of Charles I and then established Charles II as their puppet, and he's the one who permitted the establishment of the Bank of England, which is an, an Edomite bank par excellence, from which... Uh, well, establishment. They have ruled the world
1: ever since. Exactly. Okay? Well, Pastor, it, it seems like it seems like it's a conspiracy, <laughs> and I'm um, calling it a conspiracy with with specific intent. Absolutely. The, um, w- what the the Rothschilds did in Europe, especially from Amsterdam and London, the Rockefellers did in England. Uh, sorry, in America. America. Right. With the cartels that they created with oil, and mm-hmm. in particular Standard Oil Company. Yeah, and and railroads. with that, mm-hmm. uh, yes. many, many other organizations that stemmed out of that, for example, the 3M, Minnesota Mining Company and mm-hmm. the likes thereof. And then they also migrated into rubber. Now, one wouldn't think that the rubber is such an important item, but if you consider, for example, the revenues that were created by the control and the manipulation of rubber.
0: Right. So,
1: and that was all by these cartels that the Rockefellers created. Right, right. Well, see, when you're planning
0: on a war, such as World War I, you need rubber, right?
1: They, they know exactly. which – and you need oil, And you need rubber, oil, uh, steel, anything anything Mm -hmm. that goes with uh, the uh, usage of vehicles, transportation, etc. Yes, and of course, in here in the mid uh, 1900s, that particular focus started migrating to, for example, the building of large airplanes for military purposes. For example, Boeing. For example, Lockheed. uh the Lockheed and, and um uh then in the sixties, seventies uh of course companies like Airbus now we know that Airbus is primarily a uh civilian uh aircraft manufacturing organization, but the control thereof is within the hands of Edomites. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 They, as I said, they
0: monopolize all industries that are worth monopolizing. Right. And today yeah. it's medicine, too. Right. The food industry, the industrial food industry is monopolized by them. So and it's yeah. a combine because the industrial food industry poisons us so that we become the patients of the medical establishment and where they pretend to treat us. Okay. Exactly. Uh, can anybody spell COVID? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's called the medical mafia, folks. They, they get us coming and going. All right. Interestingly, a Canadian girl, I just saw a video of a Canadian girl who uh, called up all of the, uh, what do you call it, funeral homes, uh, you know, mortuaries. <laughs> In, uh, in various cities in Canada and asked them, well, what is the death rate of in your funeral homes uh, for 2020 compared to 2019? And they all answered, every single yes. one of them answered, it's the same. There has not been a rise in the death no. rate. So what's all this story of the, this horrible, this horrible plague called COVID killing millions and thousands of people who, who wouldn't be dead otherwise? No, there has been no increase in the death rate at all. Okay, so
1: anybody? Also, who, yeah, go ahead. The the only changes. Those that would have died from cancer now yes. died because of COVID. Those right. that would have died because of diabetes right. died of COVID. Those yeah. who had fallen out of airplanes with their parachutes not opening yeah. now died of COVID. Yes. Those who died in motor car accidents now died of COVID. So it is across
0: the board. A, it's a kosher disease. <laughs> COVID, kosher, (laughs) kosher, kosher 19, let's call it, kosher 19. All right, well, let's get into this article because it's pretty interesting. Uh, And this is from uh, uh, JSTOR.org, yeah, JSTOR.org. And the title of the article is, From Hyper-Imperialist to super Afrikaner, The Developments Within a White Theology. Now, of course, we just discussed how the Edomites are the ones who are the real colonizers, okay, but using uh, white nations such as Britain and uh, later America, but also France, I don't think uh, the Edomites used Germany for colonization purposes, the the Germans didn't bother with that, and they were late in the game, in the colonization trade, but Chris Grayling here, uh, right away, the title is inaccurate because it is not a white theology, okay, it is Now, maybe uh, the religion of Christianity is white, but certainly not yeah. colonization. Uh, colonization was driven by Jewish banksters, folks, and it still yeah. is today. Uh, they still control Africa today, even though the white co- co- colonizers have left. Okay? So he says, well, this is... First,
1: go, go ahead, your comment. Of, of course, the House of Jacob were very strong Republicans and very strongly um, nationalistic. Na- In other words, right. they yes, yes, uh, patriots, uh, patriotic and nationalists. Yeah, and this those is are one dirty of the, words. The things. Mm-hmm. So, sorry,
0: those are dirty words today.
1: Patriot and nationalist. Yes, and and Republicans. and and (laughs) The whole whole target of this new world order is to break down the idea of nationalism. Yes. To break down the idea of a nation wanting to be separate and undisturbed by other nations. Mm -hmm. You you will also see something else that you will notice through history. Is that these universalists they neglect the difference in nations in terms uh, or in terms of establishing um, groups of people by virtue of the area that they live in, and this we already see in the fact that the Roman Catholics or ra- rather the Roman Empire called the area where the house of Jacob were resident as udemia In other words, everybody that lived in that area were now called Eudemians. Okay. In exactly the same way that in America, irrespective of the nationalism of the people, everybody is now Americans. In South Africa, everybody is South Africans. And that is why they are They've been attempting to eradicate by virtue of genocide, Mm -hmm. to eradicate the Boers because the Boers have always, throughout,
0: maintained
1: their national identity. And COVID is just a
0: continuation of that genocide, okay, with particular emphasis on America because they know it's white. And especially white Christian Americans who will oppose them to the bitter end. <laughs> okay? And folks, the bitter end is almost here. Absolutely. That's the true history. Yeah. And but yeah, yeah there is a, a, a major hypocrisy here because never is the Israeli state referred to as a nationalism. When it is obvious it is, it's Jewish nationalism, okay. And well, th- yet, the critics never don't. point out the fact that the, the Israeli state is a Jewish nationalistic state,
1: and they they are very strict in their application of apartheid. Yes, because uh, the the moment, well, if you look, for example, the the there's a Ethiopian group that call themselves Black. Or Ethiopian Jews because they believe that their ancestry came from Solomon uh, when Queen Queen of Sheba uh, visited King Solomon. They claim that she came back pregnant from King Solomon, and so they claim that their ancestry is from the house of Jacob. But uh, now, she was not in Africa; um,
0: she was in Arabia, not Africa. But back to you.
1: Uh, well, she was she was white in any case.
0: Yeah, that's correct.
1: So um, if if you look at the history, you'll find that uh, they don't have any, uh, but they themselves Jews. Now, they have attempted at various occasions or various um, uh, 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 periods over the past 40, 50 years. They have attempted to go back to Israel (laughs) <laughs> but they have been refused entry. They they are refused because they are yeah not
0: because, because they're black <laughs> right. <laughs> so exactly. They're not they're not so, Edomite so this, Jews. The, that's why. Yeah, that is why. Hmm hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the but, but, yeah, but nevertheless, know. nationalism pertains in Israel, as I like to call it.
1: Okay, go ahead. Yes. Well, Pastor, I don't know whether I've mentioned it on, on this particular program, but um, not so many years ago, um, around about 1890 90 years ago, there were plans to establish the Israel state or the Jewish state right. in the center of Africa in the vicinity of present day Uganda. There was a massive drive towards the establishment of a Jewish state at that stage, mm-hmm. but it was it was abandoned. It was abandoned for the purpose of focusing on Palestine right. to take Palestine, and there's a reason why they rather focused on that, because that gave them the launching pad to hijack the identity of Jacob.
0: Amen. Amen. Well said, that's exactly why. In fact, the uh, Israeli state was supposed to be called Judea. They were going to call it Judea, and they changed their yeah. minds at the lad David Ben-Gurion had a brilliant idea. I think Satan suggested it to him, that, no, you shouldn't call it Judea. You should call it Israel to fool the people yes. even better, right? <laughs> and to fool the, to fool the Christian church. Amen. Amen, and they're still fooled today. All right, so here, let me uh, cite the introductory paragraph of this article, From Hyper-Imperialist to super Afrikaner: The Developments Within a White Theology by Chris Grayling. The British-Israel movement, or identity movement as it is called in America, believes that the Anglo-Saxon Celtic peoples of Europe are the descendants of the 10 lost tribes. No, all 12 tribes. They are therefore the people... all 12. Yeah, all 12. They are therefore the people of the covenant through whom God promised to bless the earth. Has that not happened through us? Mm. Has the earth been blessed by the Edomites? I don't think so, folks. The throne of England is directly linked to the throne of David. When Jesus returns, the queen or uh, or her descendant will hand over the throne to Jesus. That's still in in the cards, folks. There is therefore a direct link between the British Empire or the British Commonwealth of Nations and the kingdom of God. This, is, this very British movement came to South Africa in the early 1920s and had a strong following amongst the English South Africans, not so much among the Boers. So let me pause here. Uh, so are, are you aware of the British Israel movement coming to South Africa and how did it influence the Boers? Uh
1: Boston, yes, yes. Um, um. I can recall when I was at school in the 1960s, um, late 1960s, uh, one of my school friends actually gave me a book that was written by a pastor, Friki Nieser. And this particular book was named British Israel Liter in South Africa. Okay. And um, I can recall having read about two or three, perhaps five pages and at that stage, it didn't really matter to me. It didn't really make sense to me. So I gave it back to him. And I regret that mm. to this day, because especially over the past seven years, just about seven years, Pastor, s- six years and 11 months. <laughs> okay. And three days. All right. Days, that, that I wish that I had read that book at that stage. And that, and kept that, that it. And that I had spent time with it be- <laughs> right. because they were um, in those days. But, but you must also remember one thing. I've got evidence of that, that during the 1600s and in the run-up to the 1600s, there were large portions of the Dutch people who believed that they were the descendants of the House of Jacob. Amen. And it was Holland, yeah.
0: preached. Zebulon.
1: Holland is Zebulon. Yes. They would know that, yes. But they were then infiltrated by these Sephardic Jews that came Mm. from, and the descendants of the Sephardic Jews that came from, uh, or that fled from Spain from the uh, Edict of Uh Alhambra. And they were, these uh, Sephardic Jews then became what is commonly termed Calvinistic Jews or Con, sorry, conversos. They were called conversos that were converted yes. to Roman Catholicism in Spain. But these yeah. were called New Christians. Crypto-Jews.
0: We call them crypto-Jews and, because they only pretended well, to convert to
1: Catholicism. Well, many of them did convert to Calvinism. Mm-hmm. And those that did convert to Calvinism uh, had... Prominent positions within the Dutch East Indian Company. And yes. of course, they wanted to impress their capital investor, the Dutch uh, church state or state church. So they they actually propagated the Dutch Reformed Church to every corner of the globe where they right. had wheelings and dealings with and where they uh, stopped over for, for uh, um, merchandise. And for, um, for, for because at every harbour where they established their bases, they uh, visited on a very frequent basis, sometimes two or three vessels at a time. But they established one. That was one of the conditions that the Dutch Reformed Church had stated was that the Dutch uh, East Indian Company had to establish the Dutch Reformed Church in every place where they set their foot and that was what they did and where it was refused they murdered the people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes
0: okay uh, it's very interesting too because on this morning's uh, show on Bloodlines Michael and I talked about how the Nazis and the Zionists actually cooperated in the founding of the Israeli state okay yeah. and there was a coin issued at that time to commemorate this cooperation, which was called the Transfer Agreement, uh, totally buried in history because the Zionists want everybody to believe that the Nazis gassed 6 million Jews when, in fact, they did not. And the the Zionists actually cooperated with the Nazis to export Jews from Germany and settle them in Palestine. And there was a coin commemorated for that. It showed the... uh, Yes. The Israeli uh, symbol, I, I think it was already by that time, the six-pointed star of Remphan, And the uh, the swastika on on the other side.
1: On the same coin. On exactly. the same
0: coin, yeah.
1: Which proves yeah.
0: that they, uh, well, well, it was proof of this cooperation. Back to you.
1: The, the, during this time, there was also talk of the Germans buying Madagascar, right. and establishing a Jewish, a separate Jewish state for the Jews. Right. The, this <laughs> yes. this claim, this claim of so many people, six million Jews being guessed. Uh, I would rather say, if you, um, I, I have on a previous occasion, I have uh, placed a link to one of my websites where I um, mentioned the two hundred times that the Jews had uh, lamented the 6 million Jews that had been murdered uh, if it was not by the Russians it was by the Turks, if it wasn't by the Turks it was by the Poles but but they had lamented these 6 million Jews Mm
0: -hmm. um,
1: from the 1900s throughout the history up to the time when they could Actually, hook their whole uh, 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 fictitious hoax onto uh, Adolf Hitler. Okay, so this, well, even long, uh, even I think before uh, Adolf Hitler was born, they already had this story about the six million Jews, the six million Jews. Uh, 200 times, I've I've got the, uh, I'll, I'll set up the link again. Where people can go and read it the two hundred times. I think I collected this particular link from um, uh Andrew Carrington Hitchcock. Uh he mm-hmm. oh, okay. he also um, mm-hmm. um if if I can just get hold of it, I will uh, yeah. pass it on to you on the chat line. Right. And you can perhaps share that on the
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there was yeah. a coin issue a nimble horse just it, issued a coin Minted by the East India Company, one quarter anna, whatever that means. It was minted in 1858. It has uh, a version. Well, this is not the British uh, symbol at all. This is two lions rampant on either side with a a cross symbol in the middle. Uh, uh, I can't. Anyway, this is a coin minted by the East India Company. I didn't realize they had minted their own coins. Thank you very much, Noble Horse. That's great information. So uh, anyway, the uh, fat bald guy who's <laughs> a member of the chat room, uh, has uh, various coins here. I don't see that particular coin, So, but I know it exists because it, it was, you know, it's probably one of those coins that's suppressed, right, because... The Edomites do not want the world to know that they actually co- cooperated with the, Ra- the Nazis to get rid of the unwanted Jews. So this was the full intent of the German government at the time because they know. And Hitler told the German people the reason why Germany went bankrupt after World War I, it was because of the Edomite banking corporations that inflated the, the currency so badly that uh, you had to have a wheelbarrow full of cash to buy a loaf of bread, okay? And uh, and the German people understood this was done by Jewish merchants and Jewish bakers. and uh, so that's why that was one of the main reasons why they wanted to get rid of the Jews from the, the German uh, the German territory, okay? All exactly. right. Yes, I see The, the uh,
1: well, it's, it's okay. just... Go ahead. It, it it is one of the reason. Well, it is the prime reason why uh, the Jews had been expelled from more than one hundred and fifty countries across the planet, mm-hmm. many countries on more than one occasion, and they managed to, uh, by virtue of their deception and their, uh, uh, their, their, well, shrewdness. Mm-hmm. They managed to get back into those countries and eventually take control by virtue of the controlling of the government. Yeah. I mean, like in South Africa, they con- they con- they've they been controlling the government ever since 1910, the 31st of May, 1910.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, uh, apparently they didn't uh, catch what we were saying here. Lily asks, uh you said swastika, something, something. But your connection got flaky. So there was a swastika on one side of the coin and the Star of David on the other side of the coin. Okay. That was minted during the days when the... Okay. All right. Nimble Horse, I think, has found it. Yes, here it is. Thank you very much, Nimble Horse. And I will share this with you. (laughs) Under zelt davon im angriff... Okay, minted during the ongriff, uh, the occupation. And it has a Nazi symbol on the top, on this one side. And on the other side of the same coin, ladies and gentlemen, nach Palestina ein Nazi fährt. Okay, unto Palestine a Nazi uh, uh, travels. And it has the Star of David. Okay. Yes, so there it is, folks. Absolute proof that the Zionists and the Nazis cooperated with one another during this era. That, it, but then after World War II was over, that's when the international banksters of the Zionists oh, began the, this uh, this uh, myth that they were exterminated. They had to explain. They give a, a better reason than. Uh, Zionist cooperation with the Nazis to drive the Jews out. No, it was a Zionist
1: plan to begin with. Okay? say yes. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, 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 can, I can add to that. If there is something that the Jews want to get rid of, <laughs> they bring that in, they make laws that will actually promote that which they want to get rid of, but they thrush it down everybody's throat to the extent where everybody becomes so vulgarized by this mm-hmm. particular thing and the people start rejecting it. Now they did that with nationalism amongst the Germans which is called Nazism. Mm-hmm. You see, yes. in South Africa, the Edomites introduced apartheid because they wanted apartheid to get blamed for everything that went wrong and they wanted the people to develop a sense of guilt because of apartheid and that is how they got rid of apartheid get somebody that will stand in and promote apartheid to the point where it is being gushed down everybody's throat to the point where it becomes a a bad taste in everybody's mouth and the people will start rejecting um, apartheid, and that is exactly what they did with Germany, with national right. n- nationalism, and exactly the same with the Boers, with the Boer nationalism. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay, so uh,
0: again, uh, there's more and more proof coming out that what we've been teaching here on Eurofolk Radio is absolutely true. And uh well uh, as even Napoleon said history is written by the winners. <laughs> and guess who he lost to folks? He lost to the Rothschilds. Not to the British because the English parliament refused to finance Wellington's army. So the Rothschilds had to te- step in and finance Wellington's army. Okay? And they have they have been the masters of Europe ever since. That's the reality, folks. Of course, yeah. you will not find us in your history books. Okay? So let me consider. This is just the introductory paragraph. We have about 10 minutes left. So anyway, they, uh, they are therefore the people of the covenant. Yeah, we are. The throne of England, and when Jesus con- returns, the Queen and her descendant will hand over the throne to Jesus. There is therefore a direct link between the British Empire, and the British Commonwealth of Nations, and the Kingdom of God. Yes, there is. And, but not just the British, it's all European Caucasian nations that are, dis- and in fact, they all are, descended from the 12 tribes. This ver- very British movement came to South Africa in the early 1920s, and we just talked about that. And it says, Since the 1960s, with the process of decolonization and South Africa leaving the Commonwealth, the movement has lost most of its support amongst the English-speaking South African, but it suddenly gained support amongst the Afrikaans-speaking group, which is very interesting. Let me read the next two sentences and you can comment. The movement, which used to be a hyper-imperialist movement, became a super-Afrikaans movement with its members openly designating themselves as belonging to the political right wing. This article studies the reasons for this change in support. Now, it doesn't mention the Boer people, and I'm sure the author doesn't distinguish between Boers and Afrikaners. But it says, since the 1960s, and you said, how old were you when you had this pamphlet handed to you? You must have been a teenager.
1: Uh, past the yes, I was 16 years old.
0: Okay, right, so, uh, so but, yes, but you have personally witnessed this transition from British imperialism in South Africa to, well, uh, has that ever gone away? <laughs> has British Israel ever, I mean, British imperialism ever gone away in South Africa? Hello. It shows we're uh, still connected. Past, uh, oh, there the you are. Okay. Whole
1: South African, Go ahead. Um, our network is busy falling. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, the South African economy has been dictated to and run by the American Anglo-American corporation primarily, and other Jewish organizations.
0: Yeah. Now wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. You're saying that the Anglo-American corporation is actually a Jewish organization?
1: Foster, has it in, ever been anything else? It hasn't. <laughs> that is
0: correct. This is how they deceive Hello? people. This is how they deceive people by renaming their organizations from, from Jewish Hebrew language okay, to Anglo-American language. And people actually think that the British East India Company was British. No, it wasn't. It was a Rothschild, Well, it wasn't Rothschild. It was before the Rothschilds, but it was actually Dutch Jews who started the British East India Company. Oh no, no poster. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, we have about. In, in fact, it, go ahead. Um, uh, in in fact, an Afrikaner by the name of Onsian Hofmeyer was went with um, Cyril uh, 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 Cecil John Rhodes to in 1896. Uh, so, sorry, in eighteen ninety seven, you, you you will okay. remember in eighteen ninety six we had the Jamison invasion, right? And Cecil John Rhodes was uh was command commanded to go b- back to England and to go and explain to the the British Parliament the reasons and the way for for his Jamison invasion, which was a major okay. embarrassment for me, for uh, Britain. And uh, 1896, excuse me,
0: 1896 was also the very first Zionist Congress.
1: uh Aha. I wonder if there's a connection. And Onsi Jan Hofmeyer went with Cecil John Rhodes Mm
0: -hmm. as
1: Cecil John Rhodes' witness as to the reasons why it was necessary for the Jamison invasion. So he was, basically he was protecting Cecil John Rhodes against persecution but at the same time they also went and they conspired with, with uh, Rothschild Lord Rothschild from the Bank of London and Lord Rothschild because Britain continued to, to um, th- they continued to um, th- refuse to take on the British Republics again because Mm -hmm. of the major embarrassment during the first attempt to um, uh, genocide the Boers. Right. Are you there? Yes. Now, now, when Onze Jan Hofmeyer and Cecil John Rhodes went to Lord Rothschild, they then conspired to have the whole British Empire en masse against the Boers, for the purpose of the genocide of the Boers as a people, because... When they thought that the the war in the battlefield will be won within a matter of two months. Mm-hmm. And they didn't achieve that. They took the war to the women and the children of the Boers. Right. And that is when they, and also why they attempted to genocide the Boers by genociding and raping their wives and their children, their daughters.
0: Yes. Right, so the level of deceit that has uh, been foisted upon the world by these vipers, and that's what Jesus called them, vipers, okay, and uh, it's just unbelievable. It's simply unbelievable. It's beyond words to describe 2,000 years of deceit. And so this author here, Chris Grayling, obviously uh, is siding with the anti-white side, but he is Totally unfamiliar with the fact that uh, what is called British imperialism was really started by a Jew, <laughs> right?
1: Benjamin Disraeli. Well, well, Pastor, uh, it is very clear that he is also total, totally in the dark about the two white races in South Africa: the Afrikaners being one white race and the Boers being another white race, right? Be- because and, Wars and are you Germans. won't believe it yeah. mm-hmm. I've got evidence that Olive Schreiner, you will remember that I've spoken about Olive Schreiner on a number of occasions, who was with Onsi Jan Hofmeyer, the same guy who went with yeah. um, Cecil right. John Rhodes to, to, to protect okay. or to fight Cecil John Rhodes case okay. for him against the now, what, British was, Parliament.
0: Was Hoffmeier a an Edomite or was he merely a, a um, Freemason?
1: Uh, Boste was an Edomite um, and a free well, <laughs> Edomites, Sephardic Jew. Okay. All right. So again, here we see uh, them
0: masquerading as non-Jews with the names of their corporations and with the names of their secret societies. They hide behind all of these Anglo-slash-American terms when in fact – and then they, they fool all these historians – are fooled by this terminology and they never investigate. Well, who started this company? Who are they really? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, one more statement here, the British Israel movement, H Wilkinson riddle in his popular dictionary of Protestantism, 1962 defines British Israelism as the theory that the British are descended from the ten tribes of Israel who disappeared from Jewish history after that captivity in Assyria, 722 B.C. Now, of course, it's not Jewish history, it's Israelite history. And the British people, the British Isles, are peopled by the tribe of Judah, uh, many of the tribe of Gad, and many of the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. Yeah. Correct?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's not a theory. It's true. Historical it's true hist- fact. Yes, it's historical fact. And because these people, and even even the word Jew is confusing, because it should be Judah,
1: not Jew. It should be Judah. It's the house of Judah. Actually, yeah. Actually, Yahuda, because yeah, um, right. if you lo- look at the the Hebrew script, you will find that it accommodates Yahuda and not Judah, because right. there's a, a Yit yet um, exactly in yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Strong's Concordance uh, pronounces it as
1: Yehud and
0: Yehudim. Okay, but uh, there's no reason uh, why it can't be Yahud or Yahuda. Uh,
1: there's no a reason. reason. Pastor, okay, I'll go discuss ahead. Discuss that with you um, afterward. Okay, well, um, if you can squeeze um, that sorry, in, we I'll, have about two and a half minutes uh, left. Well, Pastor, yes, um, there's a reason why they actually remove the Yah, the, the Yah from Yahweh, they remove okay. and they replace with Ye. And there's a reason for that. I'll discuss it with you at another stage okay. or another um, uh, instant, right. uh, because directly after this, I'm on a, another one-hour program locally Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, well,
0: I know that the rabbis uh, pronounce it and spell it differently. I think they pronounce it Yeshua because from their point of view, it means his name uh, be erased <laughs> it's, it's in, in their version of
1: Hebrew, right? In Yiddish Hebrew. Yes. All right. but, but also, it, it is also used by the Messianic Jews because mm-hmm. they believe that the... Um, the Jews of the, the Jesus of Christianity is also their Messianic uh, or the Jewish Messiah. Oh, their Jewish and Messiah. They, yeah. OK. And uh, they, they wish to combine the two. So why did uh, but, they kill um, him?
0: <laughs> if that's the case. Uh, and, and now I remember it's it, it means may his name be blotted out. That's it. That's what they mean by that by that term by that Yiddish term. Okay. All right. Very good. Yeah. So we'll pick this up again next week because uh, it's important for us to get this history correct. All right. Because your folk radio is about the only place on Earth where all these corrections are being made week by week and uh, and, uh, you know, weekend by weekend. (laughs) And of course, with our pre program uh, our pre-recorded shows as well all right folks thanks for listening thank you very much pastor martins for a great analysis so far of this article we oh sorry i won't be here next week because i will be in the ozarks in arkansas so uh oh, i yes. won't i won't be able to do a, a voice of christian israel next week so in two weeks pastor okay
1: All oh, perfect pastor thank you very much all be right. blessed. be safe and you also thanks
0: for listening folks Pastor Eli James signing off, and praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Thank you, Pastor Martins, and thank you all of Israel proper and uh, the the Christian world, those who are still faithful to Jesus and to their race. Amen. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care. See you next time. Bye-bye.